Hello and welcome to Selfie Development, a podcast about the weird and wonderful world of wellness and self-improvement. Each episode, we'll be looking at different topics and asking what actually works and what is kind of bullshit. I'm Katie Gordon, a yoga teacher and coach. I'm Annabelle Lee, a writer and ex-yoga teacher. You can come and find us at Selfie Development Pod on Instagram, where we'd love to hear from you. We're talking self-development, but kind of sceptical, asking if it really helps, cutting to the chase and seeing if working on yourself can really be a force for good. Are you ready for some selfie development? I'm ready, Annabelle. Yes. <laughs> what are we talking about? Today, we are talking about literally self-development. Uh, so like the self-improvement industry, self-help, and specifically Atomic Habits, which is a big part, I would say, of like the self-development space now, mm. um, which is a book. I'll talk a bit more about that in a minute. Um, but self-help. And self-development generally is a humongous industry. Yeah. Um, I guess rooted in books, publishing, um, but as a sort of expanded out to include like online courses, motivational speakers, workbooks, lots of other stuff like mm. involved in it. And I think generally, or like as I was sort of thinking about this, was kind of thinking in my mind about splitting out self-help and self-development into two super super broad sectors so you've got sort of spiritual self-development um and kind of like personal growth and like emotional growth and things right. like that which is probably what I'm more interested in I would say generally and then okay. you've got like kind of work self-development and productivity okay. self-development which atomic habits fits much more I would say into that second mm. kind of bucket are you like self help fan <laughs> i mean as usual i'm quite cynical about these things I, I i am more interested in that kind of second category but in a way that i enjoy reading about it but i don't know that i necessarily find it that helpful personally or maybe i'm not disciplined enough like i'm not massively self-disciplined i am a massive procrastinator I have done stuff like the, is it the t- tomato? Is that the one? Yeah, it's, and that's the same as the Pomodoro Yeah, method. Pomodoro, that's yeah. what I mean, um, method. And I found that helpful. I do make a lot of to-do lists and prioritise, but that's about as far as I go. But I really like reading about the subject. I think it's really interesting. Yeah, I, I've definitely got more interested in that side of it. Since I've been self-employed, I would say. Yeah, we all know how much you like the Ivy Lee method. I love the Ivy Lee method. Follow Annabelle on Instagram. (laughs) I love the Ivy Lee method, uh, which is a method where you write down six things to do um, and then you cross them off. Mm. I love that. And uh, Lee is obviously my surname, so I feel like I (laughs) Although I think he was a very, very, like, problematic chap, actually. Uh, He? He, I assumed Yeah, no, he's a dude. Nice guy. Um, I'm, I have like, historically, I think been more interested in, I guess like softer self-help or like, or like softer self-development. So like, I love like Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. It's one of my favourite books. No, it's all about, it's all about like sort of creative, Elizabeth Gilbert, who's, who wrote Eat, Pray, Love, Mm. um, like this spiritual guru for like many people I I think um and she wrote this book called Big Magic which is all about like creativity and that being a sort of source for your self-development and self-growth I love 
Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Oh yeah, I like that. I've read that. Yeah, I enjoyed um, it. Which was like such a it's like an essay though, isn't it? It's I an mean, es- yeah, could have been a lot shorter. Which was like the book of like I don't know when that came out, like 2020, 2021. It was pandemic. Everyone was reading yeah. it. Like, yeah. Uh, I like The Power of Now, Eckhart Tolle. Okay. Which is maybe another whole another episode, which is all about like presence and. Yeah, I feel like that's the one that's been recommended to me over and over and over again. It's pretty dense. Like, I started reading that, God, a long time ago, and I couldn't get into it. And I, I sort of couldn't, I didn't even, like, understand it, to, like, any of the stuff. It's, like, quite, like, metaphysical, and it's quite, it's quite heavy going, I would say. Okay. But it is quite, it is quite helpful if you're sort of interested in, like, mindfulness. And, and the book, actually, that I read before I read The Power of Now is a book called The Untethered Soul, which is a lot to do with like spirituality and like oneness and the universe. And that then, once I'd read that, then I enjoyed the power of now a lot more. But they are definitely more on the like spiritual side. I mean, The Untethered Soul is not a book I would pick up in a bookshop. Yeah. I think that's where we're slightly (laughs) slightly different. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like... I'm like low to say religious, but I don't know why I feel like such a resistance to saying religious, but I still feel like super fine about saying spiritual. Right. But it's not like it is, it does talk about God and the universe and s- stuff like that. And in a, in a way, I just think it's quite hard. A lot of these books are written as fact and like mm. they are, but they're not. <laughs> yeah, the time, totally. Yeah. Which I think is the issue, especially when you're getting into like spirituality and. Yeah, but Atomic Habits I think fits m- very much more squarely in that I don't know whether it's not less problematic, but it's easier to get your head around, I suppose. Okay, style of self development. I have vaguely read it a while ago, but I can't really remember much about it. What do you know about Atomic Habits? Isn't it just like how to make yourself really productive all the time? Kind of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me about yeah. that. Yeah. So Atomic Habits is yeah, it's focused on productivity. It consistently tops the bestseller list. It's like number one on right. Amazon or whatever. James Clear has made a lot of money. James Clear, yeah. So it's written by this dude called James Clear. He's an American writer and speaker. It says on the front cover of my issue over a million copies sold. When I looked on his website yesterday, he says he sold over 8 million copies now. So, like, okay. it's in, like, a lot, a Is lot he of books. Is he an old white man or a young white man? He's a middle-aged white man, okay. I would say. Um, it's really interesting. It doesn't have a wiki page. I think he must have done some online PRing on himself. Like, okay. it's all, like, links to his website. So, he's, like, started blogging, basically, and writing about productivity. And he talks about habits decision making and continuous improvements which sounds it does sound exhausting um and he started doing that in 2012 and then he's like built up a a big following on social media he has a newsletter um and then in 2018 he published this book atomic habits and i feel like everyone's constantly recommending atomic habits to me um lots of people talk about it and i think fundamentally it is a good book like he is a good writer and in the book he talks about the concept of atomic habits which is like tiny teeny tiny habits so atomic meaning like sub particle level okay. you know like a teeny like tiny tiny adjustment tiny yeah but also like 
interestingly, when you think of atomic, you think of like a big change. Like so, a bomb. Like a bomb. Right. <laughs> so it's the idea of like t- tiny, tiny improvements. And there's this like figure quoted a lot that if you improve like 0.1% every day, by the end of the year, you'd be 37 times better. It just makes better. me tired. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, which is like one of the issues about it, because do you need to get 0.1% better every yeah, day? Yeah, what is it like improving what? though like what are you improving as well yeah so in the book he he talks a lot about things like work like productivity Mm -hmm. and he's obviously a writer and a lot of the work I do is writing right so it does feel like it's sort of easier to read it I suppose when when you've got the same yeah similar work as the author so a lot of it is talking about like writing like being focused on writing like stop writing ideas for lists of ideal articles and just sit down and just write, write something yeah which is like good advice um a lot's about um diet and exercise um a lot a lot of it is about maybe stopping negative habits so like quitting smoking or if you've got other habits that you want to break okay. it's very like american dreamy as in the concept not the kevin's face theme maybe another problematic <laughs> character yeah um that you know, it's all about like working hard, spending your spare time exercising, eating well in like scare quotes. Like, it, so like LA goop vibes, is that? Yeah, kind of. And, and like, I suppose just like corporate America or, you know, corporate okay. UK, you know, yeah, yeah. England, you know, like be spending your time wisely, spend your time wisely, work hard, mm-hmm. rest hard, you know, do the right, do the right things. But it, it does, it's not sort of preaching what you, what you need to optimise, okay. where you need to, to focus. But a lot of the... Ref- and it, it doesn't give a sort of specific example, but a lot of the examples in the book do fall into those, like, categories, I right. suppose. okay. Um, I guess that's generally what people want to improve yeah. if they're doing this sort of thing. Yeah. I don't know, to spend less time on social media and, like, more time... I don't know. Getting stuff done. Getting stuff done. Yeah. Eat, you know, cook meal prep or whatever. is is that your goal and he he kind of breaks it down into these four sections in the book um and actually the way the book is written is it's in chapters and it starts with a kind of personal anecdote about him um he got he played like sport in high school and he got injured and then he kind of recovered from the injury and he then talks about sort of like putting this practice of like habit formation into practice as he sort of recovered and Mm. built a career and then the the way the book is written is it's quite formulaic I suppose each chapter starts with a kind of anecdote about somebody that's done something good so the classic I suppose and one is about the British cycling team which was I remember hearing this when it was like I don't know the 2012 Olympics about the British cycling team did super well that year and it was because they tried to like make 1% improvements all the time. So whether that was looking at the helmet and saying, right, okay, that helmet isn't the right shape. Right. You know, or like... Shaving your legs. or like... Whatever Teeny, tiny improvements. And then it sort of goes on to then... So it uses a sort of a storytelling device to get you interested Mm. and then it goes on to talk about specifics around what you should be doing so it's quite formulaic a lot of the things i was reading online were like these are quite like cringe (laughs) stories okay they're very they're quite like you know there's a hero and they've like done this thing it's like a hero journey for each chapter a bit 
And so he breaks habit formation down into four laws, which are make it obvious. So if you want to form a new habit, you need to make that habit obvious. So that's things like um, if you want to write, like have all your laptop like in front of you so that so you can't, just, avoid, so you can't it. avoid it. Right. Um, make it attractive. So like rather than it being a chore, it being like a nice thing and you associate other things that you might enjoy with it. I'm super paraphrasing it because there are definitely more in-depth things yeah. than what I'm talking about. Make it easy. And um, this was about always doing it, which this is where I was a bit like, oh, God. So, like, for example, if you're doing meal prep, have everything ready so that you can do Yeah, it's it. kind like, of similar. The- I can't quite see. Now I'm, like, recapping it. I can't quite differentiate between the first one and the third one. But he talks about the two-minute rule. So it's like, just go and do it for two minutes. Okay. Say you wanted to have it wanted to be jogging which I am actually trying to do this now. Like, just go and run for two minutes and just see. It doesn't matter if you only do two minutes, but okay. just do the first two minutes. Is the idea that then once you've done two minutes, you probably do a bit more? Totally. Right. And it's like taking the pressure off as well. Mm. Um, so it's like not saying like, oh God, I need to like run 5K tomorrow. It's right. like, I'm just going to run two minutes. And I think that is kind of helpful. But it's in that bit where he starts talking about like, you can have one day off but never two. And I'm like, what about on holiday? What if you're on holiday? What if, like, you're sick? What if your kids are homeschooled? Like, it's I guess he's trying to say you have to be super consistent. He he is saying that. And he does make, and he does make allowances for, like, inconsistencies, I guess, by saying that, like, you can have one day off. But I'm just like, I don't know. It's just not practical for everybody. No. Yeah, I think... My cynicism about these things does stand in my way sometimes because I'm sure things like this would be helpful. But I just don't know how much I want to live my life like that. Yes, totally. Um, Like, if I gained 5% productivity but I had to follow a really strict set of rules every day, I don't don't know. Is it worth it? I don't know. So the fourth rule is make it satisfying. And I guess that's, like, trying to respond to that Mm. in a way that, like, you know you would enjoy it like you may maybe you would but I think that point is one of the issues the big issues with this whole genre Mm. is like that it gives you this like rule book and it's like you need to live your whole life like this and it's like no maybe you just want to do it like 25% of the time or on or just for work or just for I don't know exercise or whatever yeah because I've definitely had this with other self-development books. They, like, preach almost, like, a whole world view. And that's not realistic for, like, most people. You can't just, like, suddenly switch it all on. There's no, like, middle way. Imagine being in a relationship with someone that lived their life like that as well. Yeah. I mean, that wouldn't skip a day of exercise or wouldn't, like, not meal prep. I mean... yeah. It's not very fun, is it? No, it's not fun at all. It's quite dry. And it's there's a lot of assumptions in not just this book, but in these books. Like, it's a certain section of society that can even start to do this sort of thing, right? Like, yeah, you got to have certain things in place. And also, like, the, what those chapters... I know you were paraphrasing, but they're like, make it enjoyable, 
make it satisfying. Not everyone's work is going to be that. And certainly everyone's work is not always going to be that. I guess that he's probably got strategies in there for like, if you've got stuff you really don't want to do. Yeah, like how you can, which I guess that two minute rule is kind of part of that. So it's like just do two minutes. Yeah, I guess like do two minutes. Yeah. There's a really good meme I saw of a guy, like a dude who probably, I don't know actually what James Clear looks like, but I imagine he probably looks a bit like this guy in this meme. Very mysterious. I want to know what, like what his story is now. Who is being interviewed, who has like written a book or whatever, has done something really cool and he's being interviewed and the interviewer is saying to him, oh, how, how, how are you so focused? And the guy's like, oh, I, um, I just write lists all the time. You know, I just write lists and I'm good at focusing. But what you don't see is like his wife who's like hoovering around him um, and who is, um, like keeping the kids quiet in the other room and who's put her career yeah, on hold. Yeah, all that stuff, yeah. Um, and, yeah, so it, it's ve- like, it, it is very that, I think, in terms of um, who has the ability to self-improve and why do we even want to do it in the first place? Mm. And I guess that is because often it is like that that's held up. So there are, I think there are really good ideas in the book. I think mm. there are some like really useful. Have you used some? Yeah, I have used some. So there's a there's a thing that he's he talks about around, um, like you tell yourself you are the the thing that you want to become, which we've talked a bit about this before in terms of like mantra and like mm. um, affirmations. Manifesting. It's sim- yeah, like, and I guess it is kind of similar, but it's like you say to yourself you tie your identity up with with a thing that you want to do so it's like you know you would say like i am a person that exercises or like you would wear your <laughs> active wear i don't need an excuse to wear my active wear but or like i'm a writer i'm a writer like yeah. so you so you you say it and you you and you identify it and a big part of the book is about like having the systems in place to allow you to do the thing yeah. so like put your you know like put your running clothes out so that when you wake up they're what you put yeah. on first thing in the morning okay. i do do that but just with my normal clothes so it's to- and i think that's that like it is kind of like a lot of it is stuff that we might be doing already yeah um and because he talks in the book about like habits and how we all already have loads of habits like you know you wake up in the morning you brush your teeth mm. and then he talks about adding a habit on so like it's like you might say after i brush my teeth so I'm like trying to rehab my hip at the moment. Okay. And I've got these physio exercises and one is squats. So I was like, right, after I brush my teeth, I'm gonna do my I'm gonna do a set of squats. You could be more productive and just do them while you brush your well, teeth. Well I could. Always be optimizing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're wasting your time. Yeah. And the two minute rule I think is helpful. So it is quite practical, and that is like a lot of the praise mm. around this book, is it is it is quite practical. Yeah. But I I think that the the fact that what it's saying to you, like it's quite a long book. Like it took me quite a long time yeah. to read it. So it's, it's nearly 300 pages. And there's like, I've put some pages down where I thought like, oh, this is really cool. But there's like quite a lot to put into practice mm-hmm. in, in the book. And, and this idea that you have to do everything or it's not going to work. Okay. So, like, you know, oh, okay, well, it's because I didn't do this one thing. And that 
is what I think happens in a lot of self-help is that, yeah. that we, you know, you read this whole book, you feel like really positive and you're like, oh yeah, like you're full of hope and like, yeah, I'm going to finally quit that yeah. bad habit or I'm going to finally, you know, figure this thing out or get better or whatever. Yeah. And it's like almost like an empty promise because if you don't do it like word for word, follow all the instructions in the book and then you don't do it, then it's like, well jokes on you sucker well, you- so that sounds like the manifestation thing like if you don't do it properly then it's your fault yeah i think yeah i guess that's like an easy get out for self-help books isn't it of like well if you don't do it properly then if you don't do all of it then you're not doing it right. properly yeah and there's so much it's a lot yeah it's it's too like yeah it was i was kind of like well could i not have this in like 0.1 percent chunks yeah <laughs> so i could do you know like so i could like bed it in and then, or could you not just do the two minute thing? And then, if that works, do others? I mean, I think there are some really good ideas in it. And I think there are some things that, that can help, like put your, you know, like make it obvious, like put your, you know, like if you want to drink more water, put your, you know, like buy a big water bottle or something. Or if it, you want to eat more vegetables, it is a good idea. The, but do you need a book to tell you? That? Isn't that just quite obvious? Yeah, and I think that's one of another one of the critiques of this book is that people say like it's just like the same idea like repeated over yeah, and over again and be really organised, dressed up in like academic language, quotes loads of other people's works as well. And I did see some discussion. This was on Reddit, so I don't know how. Okay, how deep <laughs> like, did you get in? <laughs> I got I did get quite deep, but I did pull myself up. But this is obviously with a pinch of salt. Like some people saying that he plagiarised other people's work and like. It was really interesting. In the credits, he really, like, thanks his assistant, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah, it's it's kind of, like, it's simple, but it's also complicated, mm-hmm. which I guess is the, you know, a lot of the, you know, issues that happen, that yeah. things are complicated. But, um, and it does get into a lot about, like, brain chemistry and, like, the function of, like, dopamine and, like, habit formation and things like that, which is, is interesting. But yeah. I don't know that you need that you know ne- necessarily i don't know maybe they need like a ho- atomic habits light yes <laughs> yes yeah. and i think the, the issue is again with a lot of self-help is like do you actually need to get better like are you or maybe are you okay yeah like as you are yeah the like constant self-improvement i think yeah. is kind of a bit fucked up really isn't it because it's it's a lot of it is around like how do you work more I mean that might be I mean I haven't read all the self-help books in the world but like I don't see many books that are like how do you squeeze your work time into less hours so that you can have more free time because that is the self-help book I could get on board with yeah, because there is, there is, there's like the four hour work week. I know, but come on. I know, but again, ridiculous. it sounds exhausting. Like, that sounds exhausting as well. Yeah. I mean, again, I haven't read it, but just the title just pisses me off because yeah. I just feel like that's just not possible for. Yeah. Surely that's not possible. That's not real, is it? Yeah. No. Have you read it? No. Just, no. That was one that came up when I was researching like the top yeah. ones. I think one I read recently was Working Hard or Hardly Working. I think that's what it's called, the Grace Beverly book, who who I love and admire and I think she's great. But I think, again, a lot of her 
her stuff is about productivity. But then if you look at her, what she does, she does an incredible amount of work. And I just feel like in in the whole self-help industry, this like relentless productivity just makes me feel a bit sad. Yeah. There's a really good article that I read in Navara Media by Daisy Schofield, which is called Self-Help Culture is a Lie, but its opposite is just as bogus. And there were some great points in this article. And she is kind of talking in this piece about how there's been this kind of like new wave of self-help. Like self-help traditionally has promised to transform readers' lives by teaching them some proprietary life hacks common to self-help books is the idea that anyone can achieve success regardless of gender race class or disability in self-help literature the features of an unequal society are recast as individual failure failings and then it talks about like the fact that so much of self-help is connected with hyper individualism and this like idea for like personal success and like personal like ambition and it doesn't consider like anyone else at all like be externally from you and then how you know this this sort of rebranded self-help is just kind of doing the same um yeah have you read that um i was just looking up that the subtle art is it subtle art the art of not giving a fuck yes mark mark manson which is like a self-help for people who don't like self-help i'd be i don't know much about it but but interestingly he's like one of the person who people who's like blurb this book. Okay. Yeah. So on the back of Atomic Habits, Mark Manson, a supremely practical and useful book. I feel like he also. I'm gonna look at his website. But I feel like he runs a self improvement. Toad. I think he does because I like I saw some of his his like quotes on the internet. I was like, oh yeah, this sounds great. And then I followed it, and it's very similar. <laughs> like it's yeah, he's saying he writes life advice that is science-based, pragmatic, and non-bullshitty. But, I mean, I, I haven't read his book, so I will read his book. But it feels like... So he's got a workbook as well that is chock full of actionable prompts and writing exercises to help you get all your fucks in a row. But, yeah, it feel, it feels like that is what they're trying to do is, like, rebrand it. And I wonder when that was published, because wasn't there a book written by a woman about... Do you know the one I mean, about not giving a fuck about it's, something? Yeah, it's it, it's it's really similar. Um, the Life-Changing Magic of That's Not Giving a Fuck. That's the one, yes. So that was, like, a, a sort of meant to be, like, a funny take on the Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, the Marie Kondo. Oh, was it? Um, okay. I think. So this was published in 2016. And yeah, the other one was 2015. But yeah, I think I think also what's really interesting is that all of these books, which, like you said, it is all like a lot of it is perpetuating like work and productivity and like hustle culture and doing more, like making more money, being better, being better at your job, whatever. And that and like even optimizing like your rest time and your leisure time so that you yeah. can still manage to kind of keep up with it and I was thinking again like we talked about this 
in another episode about the essay Always Be Optimising by Gian Tolentino, um, which is part of her book Trick Mirror, yeah. which you told me about, which I loved so much, which sort mm. of talks about this facade that we are taught that we have got to like be continually getting better like optimizing every area of our lives and it's just like exhausting and I don't want to, <laughs> I, don't want I, th- to. I think quite a lot of these books as well are I mean maybe not ones like Atomic Habits but quite a lot of the self-help market is directed at women yeah. as well and like a lot of the like optimization culture I mean men are and other people are included in it as well but I think there's quite a lot that is about like I mean not just self like these books but the whole like how to keep your house tidy and all those fucking plastic boxes you're supposed to put everything into it's like this idea that everything's supposed to be tidy and perfect all the time and your meals are prepped and your house is clean and your kids are reading a book not watching tv and and like you're being super productive and you just finished your spin class and you're about yeah. to have a green juice. Yeah. It's like the same thing yeah. over and over again. Yeah. And what I think is a bit like gross about it all is like the ones that pretend that it's not the same thing. Yeah. That pretend that this is like some sort of new self-help where, I don't know, does that make sense? Yeah. And I think there's a real like interesting like intersection with wellness as well mm. in this in that whole space. I don't we're maybe taught like oh that we're doing like ancient practices or like natural practices or like anti-hustle practices, but actually it's like all still kind of the same yeah. thing. Like yeah. it's not like you can quit capitalism and like yeah. become a like I don't know natural Forager? walking yeah. instructor you know like it, but that's that's not quitting capitalism is it no someone's pe- like you can't you can't just really. go and live in the woods like you can't just check out i mean you could it. but it's not yeah it's not straightforward is it <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally um yeah because there's pressure to keep going like and like pr- productivity which is like the sort of thing about like cylindrical living, which I see a lot about now. What's that? Oh, oh, maybe this is another podcast. Cylindrical living is about like like tracking your cycle and like your period cycle and your like lunar cycle. Why is it cylindrical? Um, because it's a cycle, so it's okay. Um, so it's like this idea that you have like uh, times when you will be more productive and times okay. when you will be more like you will need to rest. Mm and recharge and like understanding your cycles yeah will help you to be more ultimately like productive because then you can or like be more in tune so it's that thing of like schedule your important meetings when you're ovulating totally right exactly and like don't do like have like a big presentation when you've got your period yeah for example and i and i know that that i know people who that works really well for Mm. um and I know people who are like, no, 100% not for me. But this idea that that's like sort of opposed to capitalism, it's like just teaching us how to like... Get, get it, squeeze get through it. the most yeah. out of ourselves. Yeah. I mean, I, I do that to some extent. I try and like rest more at certain times of the month. But yeah, it is this, the same thing of like rest so that you can be more productive Later. when you get into the second part of yeah. your cycle. Yeah. 
and I just it just frustrates me how this whole industry is built on getting people to rest in order to be more productive or like meal prep like I can't think of anything worse than eating the same meal like three days running or something like yeah it's quite boring where is the self-help book that says it's all right just to lie down and watch tv that's the new bestseller yeah anyone want to Commission in case that. you can be bothered to write it <laughs> yeah that yeah good point maybe you could write it and i'll just be named as co-author yeah i can sit on the sofa yeah be like annabelle have you thought about this and you <laughs> yeah. can just write it um which kind of brings me to the concept of cognitive dissonance mm. which is this idea that you can hold two contradictory beliefs at once and and I think this applies to a lot of wellness stuff. Like, yeah. we might know that... The, and, and like you were saying, like, with a lot of things, maybe if we do go and sort of quite cynically or quite... Like, I'm going to read this, but I think it's bullshit. Like, it, yeah. it's quite hard to, like, get the benefits out of it. Yeah. But so cognitive dissonance is this concept that you can sort of know <laughs> fundamentally something doesn't, you know, is problematic or doesn't work or is mm. a bit slight bullshit but also you you want to believe that it can help okay. you and it, it like it works in lots of different ways but i think that with the sort of the self-help industry you could read a book like atomic habits with a, a, a sense of skepticism but still have this hope and this like intrinsic desire that mm. you, and i think that is what a lot of self-help is is like selling you hope and selling you right. a kind of a dream that you know you you can't, you know... The you, promise of, the like, promise. a better lifestyle or work-life balance yeah, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But they're so... And I think that is the issue. It's so all or nothing. Like, it requires this, like, complete commitment, all of it. And that's not really viable for, like, so many people. As someone who is, like, middle-class, well-resourced, all that, I if I can't even do any of this... You know, how's anyone else supposed to do it? Like, it takes an enormous amount of energy as well to start doing the, these kinds yeah. of things. Like, I, and I guess that's the thing. Like, once you get started, yeah, I'm sure there's loads of helpful things, and I'm sure some of these habits would be super helpful to me if I wasn't so cynical about self help in general. But like, to get started, yeah, takes quite a lot, doesn't it? I mean, I can you like track how you do with it yeah so he talks about tracking actually in the book and he talks about like um paper clips so you, like if you were like trying to like make more calls i don't know sales calls for example i think that's the example he uses you can then like move a set a paper clip over one at a time every time you make a call mm. but then he also talks about apps and like how apps actually are tracking a lot of what we're doing already yeah so like maybe if it was like oh, i want to do more steps then you could already use like the inbuilt Your app the yeah. fact that we're all being tracked <laughs> doing everything <laughs> all of the time I've, yeah I think maybe for me if uh, maybe it's the marketing that's wrong for me like if, I think if I read a self-help book that sold me a promise of use this and you'll find you get an extra day off because you've done all your work then I feel like I would be more invested in that I rather than just work more because that's like there's a oh my god there's a term for this but I can't think what it is but it's like you get punished if you're good at your if you're like 
really good at your job. Mm. Like, especially in an organisation. Like, if you are really good and competent, you just get given more work to do. Yeah. Um, And I suppose it's a bit different if you're self-employed. But, but you can you, always work you, more. But you can always work more. Yeah. You can always fill your time. You can always do mm. more research. Like, it's really hard to be like, I've done work, my work. I'm just going to go yeah. lie down, <laughs> like, walk in the woods. So I feel like people need more of a, like, how to switch off from work and, yeah, go, go and lie down in the... I think that's almost harder to do. Totally. For a lot of people. And obviously, in order to do that, it's like... You're generally losing money or, I mean, I guess it depends what line of work you're in. If you're self-employed, you would have to work harder at other points or whatever. But a self-help book that makes you productive enough that you get your work done, work done more quickly. But then it's like, and this is also how you switch off yeah. and go and Stop do something else. reading your emails. Yeah. Stop going on social media for work. Yeah. Stop, like... Yeah, but it's re- I mean, it's just really hard, isn't it? Because it's so like the 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 boundaries between everything is so blurred. Like work and entertainment, it's like yeah. like pleasure and work. Like it's very like especially if your job is something in some way connected to something that you at some mm. point enjoyed. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like it's very messy. It's like, what's the yeah. like? What's the pleasure? Which is what we were talking about. Yeah, last time as well. Like what what actually is fun? Like that that's something that I've been thinking about a lot since we've been doing this podcast. Like all these things that are supposedly fun, like are they actually are fun? Are they fun? Yeah. Um, I don't know. For me, thinking about self help book and and stuff like that, I this is going to sound a bit wanky, I think, but novels kind of function as my self help yeah. books. I feel like that kind of like immersion into someone else's life and someone else's story not only gets me out of my head but I think it's really healthy and I guess makes me more productive in the way that I come up with new ideas or new ways of doing things as well yeah so I don't like being told what to do yeah (laughs) yeah totally and there's sometimes when you read a book and there's like a section in it but you do like take stuff away from it like like, yeah oh my god like oh beautiful or um there was an a really another good article that I liked, which was talked about Ted Core, and it was written by someone called Stephen Philip Horst for the Guardian, and it was talking about how like a lot of these books have become like you know like Ted Talkified self help. Yeah, and he <laughs> called them the new bourgeois bibles, foundational texts for a generation of yuppies adrift. <laughs> and he talks about he's, he's obviously quite critical of them I like the sound um, of them yeah it was yeah. a good it, I will put this in the show notes um, and he he's quite well, he talks about Atomic Habits in, in that book and then he talks about the fact that it falls under self-care and affirms our identity operate through a modality of wellness um, but talks about how they're so hyper-individualistic it's mm. all about you like and yeah. and actually, like it's really interesting what you were saying about novels and fiction because that's not about you, but mm. you see yourselves. You you know you maybe see yourself or you see things through the lens of someone else. Yeah, and that like maybe it doesn't need to be so self <laughs> inter self inward looking. Yeah, and I think that's the problem that we're finding like across wellness is that it's so obsessed with self and self-improvement and like 
there's very little about like community building and connections and like for example how to structure your family life whatever that looks like I'm a single parent you're married there's tons of other structures of family how do you work within those structures and your support networks so that everyone has a fairer distribution of labor um like mental load how can you support each other more which would just be much more valuable yeah yeah for everyone totally because this feels very like this is very like aspirational it's very like grasping Mm. it's very much like Tory you you know like in like in its ethos like it's not so like it's not about community it's not about helping anyone it's not about bringing anyone with you like it's very very me and my improvement and other people you know you go and read the book yourself like it's not there's nothing about or there is a bit about community in terms of surrounding yourself with people that you want to be like (laughs) but it's it's not really like how do I help my brother deal with his yeah smoking I don't have a brother but like whatever whatever it it might be or my friend with this you know maybe self-help does need a bit of a rebrand which is more focused on like not the self i think it's people are are trying to do that but they're just taking the same content and repackaging it rather than thinking how do we do this differently yeah and i think that's certainly an issue with it if not the biggest issue um but every book seems to be like some version of like how to become a boss babe business bitch spiritual or a spiritual, balanced, vibe master or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, just in a different package. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Agree. Anyone got any recommendations of books that aren't like that? I would enjoy that. Yeah. I did that one. Oh, what was it called? I've talked about it last week as well. Laziness. Oh, yeah. Does not exist. Laziness does not exist was a good one. Um... There's a book called How to Do Nothing as well, which I really enjoyed. I can't remember what the author's called, um, but we can put it in the show notes. Yeah. So I think, like, you know, self-help is a, is a bit of a... Like, in a weird way, like, self-help is a bit of a fiction. <laughs> and mm. maybe... I don't know, it requires commitment, hope and faith. It's not available to everyone. This book is useful... But it might be that it just feels that way when you're reading it. And you're getting this... Interestingly, like... You know, I definitely had, like, dopamine rushes when I was reading this book about, like, dopamine. (laughs) Like, about, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. And it can feel like you're setting yourself up to fail. But I I do genuinely think I have put some tiny bits of this into practice since Mm. I've read it. So it's just... I guess what we're wanting is, like, self-help light. Yeah, like, you don't need to check it all out. There's useful stuff in in these books but I, I i think my main feeling about self-help in general is like it's a lot of work and i, I feel tired already and i don't want to yeah <laughs> maybe helping others it's the way to help yourself yeah that's not at all cheesy um but yeah i, I guess that sums it. i yeah i think what are we doing it for <laughs> like it's fine to want to be more productive but what are you becoming more productive to do yeah but is it to do more work 
Yeah. Maybe that's because you need more money or whatever, and that's fine too, but this, like, blanket, more productive, let's be constantly more productive, constantly optimising, just feels a bit empty. Yeah. Why? Why are you doing it? Why? Question mark. <laughs> let's go and uh, not improve ourselves. I'm going to go and drink a beer and watch some crap TV. Unimpro- unimproved. I'm going to go and undo my self Yeah. <laughs> self Un- unimprove disimprove S- self-destruction it's self-destruction <laughs> yes <laughs> you have been listening to selfie development with katie and annabelle for more updates come and follow us at selfie development pod on instagram thank you for listening if you enjoyed the podcast please subscribe and leave us a review this podcast was recorded at everybody's studio in oxford thanks to nick and matt at story 94 for editing and production